Good evening and welcome to the KUMB Deadline Day live show. It's about 10 minutes until the deadline closes for another summer. Probably not been the busiest one for West Ham, which is something we're going to discuss now. I'm just going to mute myself over there because I can get some terrible feedback. Uh, I am joined tonight by the lovely Rio and the lovely Pink Palermo. As I said just a few moments ago before we came on here, looking resplendent in the claret and blue dressing gown tonight. Um, obviously, it's very late. Uh, it's 10 to 11 and uh, we, you know, we're, we're, we're getting on a bit, us chaps. You know, we need our cocoa on our bed. How are you doing, fellas? It's not a case of don't go to bed for me. It's more a case of I was in bed and I've got up to do this show. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you both both uh, managed to join me for the last 10 minutes. Rio, how are you two tonight? Uh, I've been absolutely fine, apart from listening to Harry Redknapp talk absolute nonsense on the sky. Yeah. He's been up non-stop. Let's, uh, let's, let's start with that. Harry, of course, was eulogising about West Ham and clearly showed he had absolutely no idea whatsoever what he was talking about, didn't he? Um, didn't even know that uh, Anderson hadn't started at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, he lost me earlier on when he said Robbie Keane was one of his favourite of the signings. Yeah. Um, so after that, it was all downhill. But yeah, showing the knowledge that he did just a moment ago, Anderson hasn't started. Uh, he whacked Zurich a little bit about Diop in a very sublime way, not realising that our latest resurgence and Diop ain't been part of it. So yeah, Harry's bang up the date with the, his finger on the pulse of the footballing world, obviously. <laughs> did, you, did you catch that, Pinky? Did you see Harry's uh, spot just a little while ago? Saw bits of it earlier, and uh, you know he, he he was how can I put it? He was criticising um, Loftus Cheek's contract, who was uh, you know on a hundred and fifty grand a week or something like that. And Harry doing his bit for club chairman everywhere, as of course he always did, you know, <laughs> never knowing to hand out a dodgy contract. So I mean a contract that was perhaps more than the player was worth. Um, so. You know, he's like a sinner repenting on his deathbed, dare I say it, you know, <laughs> thinking that somehow we're going to chairman's heaven. But the reality is he's incredibly poorly briefed to be going on live TV. Yeah. Um, and his, his lad, Jamie, wasn't much better either because you know, they were talking about the, the new West Ham right back who neither of them could name. Um, but apparently he's a really good player. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just... It's money for our work. I don't know what sort of fee they get for, for that on, on Sky. Um, but, yeah, please, do me a favour. Yeah, um, what was, you know, what I found interesting, actually, was it, it almost seemed like Jim White was trying to fight the fans' corner a little bit. He, he seemed determined to get, um, you know, something out of Redknapp with regards to the club not being ready for the Premier League season. But Redknapp, Rio was having none of it. He said, we're not going to struggle this year. We're going to be, you know, mid-table, top 10 or whatever. Strange. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a joke, isn't it? He said, like, he's on about was it, um, Kufel and Suchek? We've they've signed two good players, are they checks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, as Pinky said, clearly done his research there, hadn't he? But yeah, so anyway, we're him. yeah, I've, we have, we have, because Rio has, of course, been a very busy boy this evening for those who aren't aware. We've um, we sent Rio to uh. Rush Green uh, earlier tonight to uh, do a bit. We, we decided that Sky Sports hadn't bothered sending anyone down there. So we thought we'd send our own man down there. 
and uh, Rio, of course, uh, recorded a quick video for us uh, outside Rush Green. If you haven't seen it, you can see it uh, on our YouTube channel right after you've seen this one, obviously. But what was it like down there, Rio, at Rush Green tonight? Was there, uh, was there anyone around? Absolutely no one whatsoever. Um, watching what the, the bloke from Sky, he, he looks like he's shacked up in uh, Debenhams in Romford in the in one of the beauty <laughs> Well, listen, someone told me that he was at uh, Sky's HQ over in uh, Brentford. Um, ah. So, uh, if, that's, if, if that's true, it's, it's changed since since I was last there, but it's been a while, but, yeah, apparently so. Yeah, well, well that explains a lot, because he certainly weren't a rush green. It was just me, uh, some grey clouds, a little bit of drizzle, and uh, the traffic on rush green road flowing past me. Um, Loud, wasn't I was it? I was expecting to like, be deluged by... A, Numerous expensive sports cars being escorting in star players as like galore, you know, like a non-end of how do you put a conveyor belt full of talent being brought into our club to eschew our squad and bolster <laughs> our, not only our, our morale but our, our playing staff. And um, I'm filling up here, Rio. I mean, you know, players. <laughs> <laughs> the 103 went past me and I, I didn't see Messi on that either so no no well I mean the, the transfer window we're in the last five minutes now we've um, while we've been on there unless anything's happened uh, you know to change it it looks like uh, our business is pretty much done for the for the window now and should we just have a bit of a recap of, of where we stand currently um, if I can find my list that uh, uh, I've briefly lost but um, since the end, now this is since the end of the 2019-20 window. So we've had seven players leave, uh, starting with Albion Ieti, uh, went to Celtic for 4.5 million. Jordan Hugill uh, went to Norwich City for three and a half million up front, we believe, plus one and a half million add-ons or something, you know, a variation of that, totaling five million. Uh, Roberto, the great Roberto, went to Real Valladolid on a free transfer on the 28th of August, third man to depart since the end of last season. Um, the one that caused shockwaves and, you know, made things even worse for everybody, really, was the Grady Diangana. So on the 3rd of September, we sold to West Bromwich Albion for, well, some people said 12, some people said 18. Other sources said 20. We think that uh, 18 is probably the most accurate out of those. Uh, and then, of course, nothing until today when three players have departed. Josh Cullen's gone to Anderlecht for 1 million. Uh, Mr Silver has gone to Aris. Um, make your own joke there, insert your own pun, as it were, on a season-long loan. And, uh, of course, today, finally, Jack Wilshire's gone. Pinky, uh, two years and four months into a three-year contract, mutually termina terminated. And then, of course, he came out on Twitter tonight and uh, said a few things about the club and how he'd actually been fit and just wasn't being picked. Yeah, and I think, I think well, first, I'd wish Jack luck, you know, and I hope he does get another club. And I hope he can play some football because he is only 28. Yeah. But I think he's missing the essential truth if he's if he's really being honest with himself. And he's been fit because he hasn't been playing. You know, the, the yeah. reality is um, he has a propensity for playing a few matches, getting a knock, then taking a long time to get over it. And mm -hmm. you know, my own little theory on this is I think he struggles with his weight management. Um uh, hence, he's, he's a smoker, like a number of players. Personally, I think he'd be better off packing up the fags, sticking on half a stone. And of course, if you put on half a stone, you won't be cut out for the Premier League, but you might be able to, to get a decent gig in the Championship. 
And yeah, my own view is maybe maybe drop down a division, Jack, and enjoy some football because you've got enough money now, and um, you know, just play some football, you know. And, and I hope he gets a club. I don't know, maybe a Brentford, um, somebody of that ilk. Um, but one thing's for sure, he hasn't been left out of the playing eleven by accident. Yeah, you know this. This is a deliberate move by a manager who is saying, "No, I'm sorry." I'm not going to hang my hat on Jack Wilshire because he doesn't have to. He didn't sign him. And I think the one sort of uh, the bit of good news from this transfer window is so far we've yet to see the manager have anyone foisted upon him yep. that he doesn't want. So I'll, I'll cling to that as our <laughs> little bit of good news tonight. Yeah, I, I suppose that and the fact that Declan Rice is still here. Uh, is good news. There, there is some very late news, actually, that uh, is just going through as we came on air. Uh, Lee Clayton, who uh, obviously is very, very close to uh, the board at West Ham, has tweeted, and now, of course, the Supremo at TalkSport has tweeted to say at 10.46pm that Felipe Anderson will join Porto on loan tomorrow. Uh, the Portuguese window is open until the 25th of October. But it will be done in time for him to be named in their Champions League squad. So, uh, Rio, what do we think about that? Um, Felipe Anderson on his way out. I mean, you know, we've all said he's he struggled to get in the team, but doesn't that leave us a bit short, in, you know, in terms of reserve spots? Very much so. Um, as Pinky said, there are some bright sparks to be uh, taken from this window. Um, as you said, Declan is still here, as far as we can tell. <laughs> so far. Uh, we've inadvertently signed an incredibly useful right back judging by Sunday's performance yeah uh, as Pinky said we're not being subjected to a whole host of South American fly-by nights being jetted in for no particular reason otherwise other than Phil Sullivan's ego uh, with regards to Felipe um, I keep banging on about it that first season he, he was pretty amazing at times you know he, he was worth the entrance fee alone um we don't know why he tailed off last season, um, but it was a massive dip in form. And he was largely a passenger, wasn't he? And yeah, and then so. expensive one at that. Um, there there well, are rumours going out tonight. Sorry, Rio, that, that yeah. uh, Anderson has sort of had a bit of a falling out with Moyes. That, uh, you know, he hadn't been in the squad and, you yeah. know, there's not been a lot of communication between them. So that would kind of make sense, I guess, if. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And someone coming with that price tag and that kind of reputation, he wants to be involved, doesn't he? And uh, being on the bench doesn't come naturally to a player of that ilk. Um, but as we've seen, we're, our squad is pretty threadbare and there isn't a wealth of attacking and creative options available Yeah. past the, who we're playing based on the first team now. Um hmm. Uh, much as we want to criticise Jack Wilshire for his his lack of fitness and his lack of application over the last year and a bit, um, yeah. he could have been potentially a useful squad player in, in case injuries take their toll. Now, this this is a very weird season. Um, obviously, the COVID situation means that the season is going to be truncated into a pretty hectic eight months or so. Yeah. Um, and at the top level, you're going to get game after game, after game. We're relying on the core of 13 or 14 players at the moment. 
there's no guarantee we can keep them fit. There's no guarantee we can keep them away from suspension. So we're playing a bit of a dangerous game uh, and letting yeah. uh, a player of Anderson go potentially even more dangerous than necessary, to be honest. Yeah, but we, we... It's, a, it's a lot of money off the wage bill, let's put it that way. If, if Porto are actually going to pay anything. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It remains to be seen how much we're going to contribute towards that. Jack Wilsh's money off the wage bill as well, I suppose, is uh, you know make, makes a considerable difference. Um, just one other thing quickly. We're, we're hearing that tomorrow is not going to happen. West Ham were looking at taking the Chelsea centre-half on loan for the season. Uh, that was mooted earlier on today, uh, later this afternoon, um, after you know the other deals fell through. It's not going to happen now, by all accounts. So it, it does look like that is it. Pinky, can we afford to lose Anderson? Yeah, I think we can. Um, it's a shame it hasn't worked out. I think we all love a, a flair player. But let's be honest, that's not what we've been watching for the last season. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Two goals in 18 months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Rarely gets in the opposition's box. Rarely beats a man. You know, rarely takes him on and beats him. Very often he runs up, sees his opponent, stops, turns around and passes the ball backwards. Um, I don't know, you know, it's a lack of confidence, a lack of something. But he hasn't been delivering. And, and so let, let's just squash completely the rumours of, you know, it was all David Moyes' fault or this, that or the other. Yeah. David Moyes is interested in one thing and one thing only. Putting out the strongest team he can to win games of football. Yeah. And same as every other manager we've ever had. So the idea that, that he's not selecting Anderson for anything other than footballing reasons, whatever it may be, I'd ignore it's okay. straightforward. It's been a long time since Anderson put in a real game-changing performance for us. And maybe the guy needs a new start somewhere else. So, again, yeah. I wish him the best of luck. It leaves us short on numbers. Yeah. Let's not kill ourselves. Yeah, that's but the point, isn't it? Got a dozen games before the window opens again. Something like that. Yeah. And for my money, I'd rather we had the reinforcements in but only if they're the right reinforcements. And, and I think we've done far too much scattergun recruitment in the last several years yeah. where managers have been, yeah, I mean, the, to use the chairman's words, bullied, bullied by the chairman into taking certain players. I mean, that's, yeah. that's his words, not mine. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'd like to think that the current manager is strong enough to say, no, if we've got a limited budget, Mr. Chairman, then I, as the manager, should pick the players who come in, not you. Okay, um, fair enough, fair enough. The, that is where we are. The, the transfer window has closed. That is it. Uh, as uh, Pinky has pointed out there, we only have another 12 or 13 games to go. I think it's 12 we counted last night, didn't we? Uh, or on Sunday, whenever it was. Yeah, it was last yesterday, wasn't it? So we're doing so many of these lately. I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm, I'm losing track of time. But yeah, I think we we figured out, didn't we? It was about it was about 12 games, a dozen games or so until the transfer window reopened. So, you know, um, we, we, we're kind of thinking Sullivan might be uh, taking the risk there that we can get through to January and then we'll sort of reassess and see where we are. Then we, we, we've mentioned Declan Rice. That is absolutely key. But I think we've been saying for a while here, you know, and I think people sort of in the know have been saying for a while. It's not just, I'm not saying that 
Um, we're particularly prescient as far as that's concerned. But Rice staying, you know, uh, that, that's sort of been mooted for a while. I think the fact that Diangana went probably meant that was, you know, that was always likely to be the case. Unless, of course, an enormous bid coming, Rio, because I think, you know, you can... It's one thing, I mean, we, you know, I, I know David Sullivan's been telling um, anyone who asks for the last few weeks that he wouldn't sell Rice. He's got no intention of selling Rice. Um, but of course, that, it's easy to say that. But if Chelsea come in with a £100 million plus bid, then you have to think twice about it, surely. Yeah, and if the rumours are true about our perilous financial state, anything over 50, 60 million, he's going to take incredibly seriously. Um, the, the interview with TalkSport, uh, two weeks ago, a uh, bit of a car crash, uh, announcing Saul and Sundry, uh, transfer budget, uh, £40 million, allegedly. Yeah. Now, if you had X amount of Declan Rice money on top of that, you could bring in two or three incredibly good players for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to mention any additional uh, fees on top, which could be... Um, pay towards the the board's uh, interest payments, dare I say. So, yeah, make anything over a certain amount of money, they're going to take incredibly seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pinky, just, just out of interest, if you had to guess, what do you think would have tempted them to, you know, consider selling rice? How much? £3.10. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, I... I, th- I think yeah, they'd be looking for upwards of 70 million quid. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been banging on all summer about Thomas Party being the player that's effectively been dragging the potential price for Rice down. Um, and, you know, Arsenal have made their move for him today. Um, they've, they've triggered the £45 million release clause in his contract. I'm a little surprised that Chelsea haven't tried to hijack that deal. Yeah. Um, albeit party at 27 versus Rice at 21. You'd probably want to go for Rice if you're Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but I think Arsenal seem quite happy with Thomas Party. But I think mm-hmm. now that deal gets done, I think next time Chelsea comes shopping and there isn't a ready-made alternative with a with a, a price tag that's framed in the release clause, I think it should make it easier for the true value of Declan Rice to be reflected in, in in a transfer fee. I mean, let me be clear, I hope we don't sell him. You know, and, and the downside for having such a quiet transfer window in terms of in, ins, how do you convince Declan Rice that we're a serious football club? Yeah. That please stay with West Ham United because you can win medals here, you can win trophies here. When, when actually what he's looking at is a right-back joining us from Slavia, Prague. And he's done very well. He did very well on his debut. Uh, he did. Well. But what else? And, and you're looking at Declan Rice and you're saying, Declan, stick with it because next summer we can say goodbye to Robert Snodgrass, David Martin, Mark Noble, Lucas Fabianski, Fabian Belbrainer. They'll all be going. Anderson, of course. Might come back after a year-long loan at Porto, but What's maybe they'll take him on And, and you're looking down the squad and you're going, you know, what's Declan Rice looking at? He's going to go, who am I going to win any medals with at West Ham United? 
So I very much fear that we as supporters will have seen the last of Declan in the flesh. Because I don't think we'll be back in the ground this year. Okay. So we'll watch him on telly, but I think that's the last we'll see of him because I maintain gentleman's agreement when he got his new contract and it'll have been Declan, give me one more season, then I'll yeah. let you go. Yeah. Um, just out of interest, uh, Felipe Anderson, 2022, that contract runs to. So uh, assuming he does go out on loan to Porto tomorrow, we do have him for that extra year when he comes back. But uh, interesting stuff. Declan Rice, um, of course, staying at West Ham uh, for, for now. Um, well, of course, the domestic transfer window is still open for another two weeks. So uh, that could yet change, I suppose. Uh, a big hello to everybody joining us on the live stream on YouTube. Uh, lovely to have you with us. Do let us know what you think about West Ham's transfer business and uh, anything else pertaining to that. Um, Steve Smith, good to see you. Steve says, uh, Steve says you make a nice change from white and twitchy. Well, I don't suppose it could be much worse, really, could it? But uh, thank you, Steve, anyway. Um, how are you doing, Mike? Uh, Mike says, uh, Mike Larkin says, imagine getting rid of Dean Garner and Anderson. Anderson is hopeless, so we should have kept hold of our young starlet. 30 days today, of course, since the board confirmed that Grady, Dean Garner was departing. 30 days since they told us that the money received for Grady will be reinvested entirely in the team in line with the manager's targets. We believe that this will give us the best possible chance of ensuring we have a balanced squad to compete in the Premier League and capable of reaching our objectives and ambitions this season. So uh, unless they were talking about, you know, reinvesting that money in January, they've pulled one over our eyes uh, already by the looks of things. But uh, Anyway, Jeff Randall, how are you doing, Jeff? Jeff says, uh, I'd be interested to know how much we have trimmed the wage bill for the next 12 months. Must be a fair few million. As we said uh, a little while ago, uh, Jack Wilshire uh, in excess of £100,000 a week, Felipe Anderson as well. Um, you know, you've lost a couple of other players off the wage bill, um, such as Roberto, not earning a huge amount, but it's still a fair few, Bob. Um, Grady and Garner wouldn't have been on much, of course, and Ayeti and Hugo probably not earning fortunes. But, you know, it's still, uh, it still all adds up. Uh, at the end of the day. Dean Santello, how are you doing, Dean? Good to see you on the stream. Um, Dean mentions the rumours that uh, we've paid 85% of uh, Jack Wilshire's wages uh, to annul that contract. I'm not sure how true that is. We'll, we'll have to look into that one, but uh, um, interesting uh, scenario anyway. Uh, Mushy, good to see you, Mushy. Um, he says, Anderson has done nothing since Southampton away at the Christmas before last. Uh, pretty much going along with what uh, Pinky was saying. Just a few minutes ago there. Um, John Coney, how are you doing, John? Uh, thin squad at the moment, but touch wood, no major long-term injuries. If, and if it is a big if, current first 11 can stay fit, we should be okay. Um, yeah, I guess without any... We, we've got no cup games, of course, this side of Christmas now, uh, with the Carabao Cup out of the way. Not uh, that the next round is until the 22nd or 23rd of December anyway, but it is just Premier League uh, games now. All the way, uh, Liam. Uh, good to see you, Mr. Liam Ward, on the uh, on the uh, on the chat. Saying, is anyone actually surprised with this window? I'm a little bit surprised, Liam. I'm a little bit surprised that we've only bought one player in. I thought we would bring more than that in, but uh, I think Pinky's absolutely right on that. I think credit to David Moyes for for just saying no to uh, you know David uh, Sullivan's offers. Um, Moyes clearly didn't want them, didn't fancy them, and. Uh, Obviously had the, the final say there, I guess, Rio uh, and, and this window, you know, what didn't have any players foisted on him. And uh, here we are. You mentioned the the, 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 uh, the TalkSport interview uh, in which uh, Mr. Sullivan 
uh, referred to Moyes having rejected his players. But I mean, that's a positive as well. You know, I, I know we're sort of picking the bones out of it, as it were, but I suppose that's something else that's pretty, you know, good. Yeah, to it's good to have a manager with a bit of backbone, uh, stand up to the chairman. Um, yeah. The manager knows football more than David Sutherland ever will. Uh, his two signings in the January window are proved to be excellent. Yeah. And you want quality, not quantity. Um, I know we, we are short of players, but um, as Pinky said, there's no point bringing in people on large contracts to just sit there and do absolutely nothing. And we've yeah. seen it in the past. Allardyce got foisted upon with the two Italian guys, yeah. numerous Americans. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted that Moyes has stood firm and said no, because... We don't need that. And it, it disrupts the squad as well. I mean, the last two games, we've seen not only a, a real upturn in performance, but team spirit also looks pretty impeccable. We've got Pablo Fornells playing with an absolute smile on his face. Yeah. The whole, the whole unit looks solid and together. And yeah. we need that. We really do need that at the moment. Yeah, we need that. And we do need to keep those players fit. Don't we as well, Pinky? I mean, we, you know, we we've eulogised on here over the weeks about Pablo Fornells. It's something that perhaps some of the people on the KUMB.com forum have taken a while to sort of appreciate his talents and, and come round. But uh, you know, everyone seems to be really pleased with the way he's playing. And you know, he was he was brilliant, wasn't he, on uh, on Sunday at Leicester? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I think he he's going to prove to be the pick of the bunch from the Pellegrini era. Yeah. You know, in terms of who we signed then, um, you know, he, he, he's playing with a huge amount of energy. You know, he, he's positive. He's, I think he's a breath of fresh air for the team. I really do. Yeah, um, agreed. Our problem being, of course, we could do with another two or three like him. Um, but fairly obviously, they don't grow on trees. You've got to compete with other clubs. And, you know, good old Harry earlier on, on on the television, going on about Loftus-Cheek's contract of £150,000 a week. And now Chelsea are trying to loan, you know, loan him out. Yeah. And, I, and just thinking, what kind of bonkers economics is it where you'll give a player a contract of one hundred and fifty grand a week mm-hmm. And then the next manager in says, well, do you know what? He ain't all that. And it's kind of like, and this is what we're up against when we're competing to sign talent. And we touched on this at the weekend about the way Chelsea are just farming players. And, and you know, it brings me to the comments when I say about loans and the like. I don't want us to bring players in on loan. I don't want us to solve other clubs' problems for them. Yeah. I don't want us to actually see Chelsea develop players, lend them to us or to others, and then they get the benefit once they've picked up 40 or 50 games experience in our, in our team. Yeah. Um, we're, not, we're not a feeder club for other clubs. And I think one of the things I'd very much like us to continue to do is just say, we're not going to take players on loan anymore. Either buy them or don't bother. And, and so for me, you know, there's... There's a few promising signs in the window, but it does leave us bare. It really leaves us bare in terms of come December, the injuries pile up. You know, God forbid Thomas Suchek gets injured. 
Who's going to take his place? Would you play Issa Diop further forward? Maybe. Possibly, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And one thing I'd say David Moyes has been very good at this time around, certainly, is he's managing what he's got very well. He isn't whinging about what he doesn't have. And I think that's a good thing. And as long as we can keep the chairman quiet and just leave him out wherever he lives and say, look, let the football professional get on run the club, then maybe in two or three windows' time, we'll have quite a decent squad. If we add maybe two players in January and maybe two next summer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned the, the chairman, actually, and, and not piping up because, unfortunately, one of them has been uh, making a bit of noise on Twitter tonight, and it hasn't gone down particularly well, uh, as you might expect. David Gold has been tweeting furiously uh, this evening to let everyone know which players we've been selling and letting go on loan, you know, usually three or four hours after every other media outlet has already done so. And uh, it's, it's extraordinary, actually, looking, you know, all joking aside, looking at the, almost like the venom directed at him and, and so quickly as well. I mean, I watched, I think it was his second tweet, Rio, that he put out tonight, and it was about Josh Cullen. He'd always, already mentioned Silva and Jack Wilshire leaving, and I think he put out a, a subsequent tweet about uh, Josh Cullen joining Anderlecht. And I watched the tweet uh, live as the replies came in. And I think uh, within 60 seconds, there was 88 replies. And obviously it was impossible to look at, read every one, but scanning through them, I didn't see anything other than GSB out and, you know, the, the kind of vitriol that uh, you usually see reserved for tweets from David Gold. Why do they still do it? Why, why haven't they learned the lesson? He's been incredibly quiet on that front for a long while, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, has, he has. And you would have thought the message would have sunk in, you know, and at a time where they're under the cost from the fan base because of their lack of action in a lot of respects. Don't put yourself back in the firing line. I mean, you're a so-called intelligent man. Um, you're just leaving yourself open for abuse. And yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Man, Go it's... back to the silent thing, please. I'd, I'd rather not hear from you whatsoever. The only time I ever want to hear from David Gold or David Sullivan ever again in the, in the media is the day they go, we're off, son. You know? <laughs> yeah. That is the only time I want them to actually speak out in public because otherwise they're just, they're not winding me up. They're winding up the whole of East London and Essex, basically. <laughs> Pinky, I'm David Gold. It's my football club. I can tweet what I like. It's none of your business. Why shouldn't I? Really? It's I'm trying to play devil's advocate, look. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but actually he misunderstands what a club is. And, and, and I can assure you, everyone on this, uh, on this webcast, we're, 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 we're pouring through the gates of the bowling, you know, plenty more times than David Gold's ever done it, or David Sullivan, or Karen Brady. Um, and, and I'm afraid where Mr Gold and Mr Sullivan are, are hugely compromised. We can, you know, we as supporters are never going to forget the 18.4 million pounds in interest payments they have taken out of the club. You know, just just because they fund it with lo with loans rather than proper equity. Yeah. So, and when they first started making the loans, they said, "Oh well, we're not going to take any cash out in interest." 
within two years they'd shifted their position on that. Yeah. And 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 it was just just another thing that just broke any kind of trust between the supporters and these owners. So now when they're pleading poverty, you know, so well, how can you plead poverty? Of course the club's skinned because it's been it's been paying you interest on loans. Now, let me just give you a clue. Yeah, I'm gonna upset the major if he's watching this tonight because he thinks anyone that gives the club money are, are, are Muppets. And uh, sorry, Major, but they've got four and a half grand of my money. I'm trying to calculate the interest on due on the club. Because <laughs> that's effectively a loan to West Ham United because they can't give me any football to watch and attend. So, you know, do, do I get a divvy? Maybe, you know, <laughs> 40p at the end of the year or something like that. I mean... But it just shows, you know, that, that, that as a club, we've been woefully mismanaged for a decade. Absolutely dreadfully mismanaged because you look at our squad and when one of the chairmen, I forget which one it was the other day, basically said, we've only had a bid for one player and that was Dean Garner, so we sold him. So how can you be in a position where you're paying a squad wages of about 130 odd million pounds but not another professional football club fancies even one of the players to, as an attractive proposition not one and you're thinking if that isn't indicative of gross mismanagement in terms of squad development and you can take that all the way through through the managerial churn the the the, the contracts that are getting handed out paying you know, Winston Reid, a six-year deal, and I think he's played about 20 minutes of us. In, on yes. That. Yeah. And you could say, okay, they got unlucky, the injury at Swansea and all the rest of it. But heavens above, we seem to get an awful lot of bad luck compared with other clubs. And maybe it's not luck at all. Maybe it's judgment that's bad. Who knows? Yeah, very good point. I mean, in terms of... Let's, let's try and give them the benefit of the doubt for, for a minute and... Let's assume this transfer window has been an exercise in balancing the books. I mean, David Sullivan spoke, Rio, about chasing the dream, didn't he, in that interview with TalkSport? That was, that was his, his phrase. We chased the dream and it didn't pay off. So let, let's sort of uh, assume this is like the, uh, the, you know, the response to that. Um, that, uh, you know, we've let... A, a whole, I mean, we, we, we just read out a list of players there that what is it, seven players I think we've let go since this season began, and that's without talking about the Sanchez's and the Zabaletas and players like that that left before the season ended. Do you think they'll start spending again in January? Do you think there's money there to be spent? Or do you think there's more woe to come, you know, in, in 12 games' time, three months or whatever it is? Uh, I think there's woe to come. Um, okay. Those who have paid their season to get money... Uh, are due to be getting refunded on the 30 days after every game that we miss. Yeah, has that happened yet? I, I saw some, someone the other day say they hadn't had any money back from Newcastle. No, no, I haven't either. Okay, um, okay. So I'm expecting uh, our chairman to go in January. Well, we've had to pay back all this ticket money, which was yeah. keeping the boat. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing There's nothing in the coffers. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting woe. Uh, and unless the rumours of takeovers actually come to some kind of fruition now, the windows kind of died down. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that'll be interesting to, to see whether, 
Anything? And that's all sort of gone rather quiet, hasn't it, in the last couple of weeks, what with uh, everything that's happened. Uh, Pinky, is, is woe us? Woe is us? Woe is us? Is, or uh, should we look forward to, you know, a few quid being put uh, down the back of the sofa for January, do you reckon? Uh, the, the fundamental issue is what are we trying to achieve? Are, are we trying to win anything? Are we trying to go anywhere? Or are we just saying we'll settle for staying in the Premier League? And, and, and ultimately, I don't see any sign that we're trying to do anything other than that. Because, you know, we, we, we've seen you know, the manager put out a, a different team for the uh, Carabao Cup game against Everton, and we got spanked 4-1. Yeah. And we can all argue about, well, he should have put the stronger players out and all the rest of it. He can't because he doesn't have the depth. And if he picks up an injury in those games then we really are exposed, mm-hmm. you know. And however much the manager, I'm sure, would love to do that, as a football professional, he's simply not going to do it. But what it reveals, therefore, is, OK, we're now down to the FA Cup in January. Let's see what comes, you know, who, who we get drawn with. Let's say we get drawn against someone where we go, don't really fancy our chances there. And then suddenly we're out of the FA Cup by January the 5th. What have we got to look forward to then? Finishing 10th. Is that it? Is that why we moved home? Is that why we actually sold the bowling ground? Why we've gone through all this pain as a football club? This you know, this rift between the, the board and the supporters and all the rest of it. And we've done all that to finish, frankly, where we've pretty much always finished. Mid-table, you know, mid, mid-table in the top flight. Yeah. And... You know, I'm sorry to keep harping on about this, but they're a world-class team and world-class stadium. Let's park the stadium for now, because we're not going to change that anytime soon. Yeah. And let's focus on the world-class team. And I fear that Rio's called it. What we're going to get in January is, yeah, well, this COVID thing's a bit, it's dragging on a bit. You know, yeah. it's, it's like a cold we can't shift, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and it'll be sackcloth and ashes, Make do and mend to the end of the season. Well, let's not forget the current manager is out of contract, along with the seven or eight players I named earlier. Yep. And what's the plan going to be then? And, and, and my real frustration with all this is, where is the real plan? And is there a real plan? Or are we locked in this groundhog day of buy a few players? Yeah, some will be okay. Some will be rubbish. Hang on in there, rinse and repeat. It's not a good look. No, it's not. I mean, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but I, I get the feeling that there is a plan. However, that doesn't really extend much further than the manager's office. I mean, I think it's... David Moyes is well known for, for having, you know, a, a well-drilled system in terms of recruitment. You know, we've heard about Everton where they had the rooms of various players in various stages of the transfer procedure, players they'd only just looked at, players they'd been watching for several months, um, and then, you know, certain other aspects. So we, we know he's... But, but of course, that, as you rightly say, there's, there's no point in having that in place if you're not going to get back financially by, by the club, you know, you're, you're working at. So... Um, well, we may already be in the position... Here's a scary thought. That David Moyes has made his last signing as a West Ham United manager. Mm-hmm. Possibly. You know, yeah, very possibly. 
Because if if we get to January and the chairman sticks to the oh you know times are hard routine, and then you know Mr Moyes, there we are. Come May, is he just going to get the you know the, the Sam Allardyce? Well, thanks very much, David, for all yeah. you've done, and we wish you the very best of luck. Speech. Because you know if if we really wanted him as manager, if the chairman really wants him as manager. We'd be reading stories in the press now about contract discussions. Yeah. Why aren't we? Mm-hmm. Does, does, does David Sullivan really want David Moyes as manager? Does he want a manager that stands up to him and says, I'm not taking your Will Salthouse cast-offs? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my prediction in the next 10 days is we'll get a centre-back from the championship and it'll be it'll be a client of Will Saltels. Nailed on. I, I'm, Pinky, Pinky, I'm loving the, the way you're doing these links for me tonight because it's just what I was going to come on to, Will Salthouse and uh, and his clients. Because one particular Will Salthouse client that I was just about to, to speak about is uh, playing at Brentford and someone we've been heavily linked to uh, for some time, Saeed Barama. Now we've seen. Uh, Antonio, or it looks like um, Anderson, sorry, not Antonio, but Felipe Anderson is going out to Porto tomorrow, if rumours are correct. And, you know, as we, we've, we've said, it, it leaves the, the squad fairly thin and looks like we'd need somebody else to come in. Um, yeah, Will Sorthouse client, Rio, uh, Birama, do you see perhaps the club taking a punt there? Or do, do you think, you know, we, we've got to be talking, what, 25 million probably for Birama to bring him in, given what Ollie Watkins Cost Villa, and you know, and we've seen what what instant impact he had against uh, Liverpool yesterday. Yeah, and it wasn't that long ago uh, that allegedly we uh, bought at uh, signing Ben Harmer because he was going to cost twenty five million pound, and allegedly Mister Moyes didn't rate him that highly. Um, so these rumours resurfacing, where are they coming from exactly? Um, from what I've seen of him, he looks a fair player. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've seen with Jared Bowen for a similar kind of price you get the right player put him in the right system he could flourish but it, it just makes you the reason Diagon was sold is because we had a port of two wingers was it eight Eight wingers. Well, well, that that was the figure we was given. I mean, we sat here yeah. a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And even between us, I think we only came up with seven. And one of those was Robbie Snodgrass. So uh... yeah. So it, it just it, it does make you wonder how these things are circulating because like I said a couple of weeks ago, apparently Ben Harmer wasn't our kind of the player <laughs> that we were looking for. Yeah. And yet, all of a sudden, we're back in for him. You know, I mean, yeah. what I was I'm expecting isn't uh, particularly him coming in. It's going to be uh, an uninspiring centre-back from somewhere. Are are you talking about Mr Dawson by perchance? Yeah, I am. It's not a player I don't particularly uh, have anything against. He's he's perfectly adequate, but that is it. He's adequate. That's that's, that's a great expression. Perfectly adequate, Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll remember that next time I'm stood at the, the altar with my bride of the week or whatever it is, <laughs> and I'll turn to her and say, you're perfectly adequate. <laughs> I think that's going to be a winner, isn't it? Or maybe <laughs> yeah. not. You'll do yeah. for me, love. Yeah. <laughs> and, until the next one comes along, basically. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just very uninspiring. Um, 
you know, he's he's solid enough. But yeah, why are we chasing him while our contemporaries aren't even contemplating him? Well, I, I think he's he's the last one left, isn't he? If you look at our transfer list or rumored transfer list from the start of the window, I think you know the the lad at QPO uh, went to Palace. Uh, has, has gone. Watkins went, of course. Uh, yeah. Anthony Robinson, the fullback, and and so on and so forth. Uh, can I just say, uh, sorry, butting quickly to say, Steve Tiley, uh, I thoroughly agree with what you say, um, but I can't allow you to use words like that on the chat. So please edit that and and and, and say it again without the uh, without the the, the swearing. That would be uh, easier to post then. But uh, yeah, we we've kind of lost everyone we we were looking at, haven't we? And um, I suppose he's the last one left now, last one standing. And being a sort of house client, it you know it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. No, this um, whole room of A4 paper that we've gone through. Um, we're now on to the next little jot and notepad. Uh, my name is second on the list after Pinky. Gnome's third. Uh, I'm willing to join. I mean, I'll do it for four grand a week. You know. <laughs> you can do a job perfectly adequate, of course. I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Some would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pinky, uh, looking at potential targets, you know, we are now looking to the championship because we can't buy anyone from abroad. Uh, so we are looking at, or, you know, below us probably we're looking at uh, the, the Brentfords and players like that. Any, anyone you particularly fancy from the championship or see as a likely player to come in? No, I, I mean, really, centre-backs, you know, you'd like to buy in pairs. Um, as a rule of thumb, for me, where you know, it's more about where I prioritise for yeah. for strengthening, and I'd keep strengthening the spine of the team. Okay. And I'm not sure we're going to find anyone in the championship that's going to do that for us. Okay. And, and, and what I'm talking about is anyone we sign should be at the very least capable of challenging. The current preferred first eleven, yeah, you know, so really knocking on the door so that that first eleven has to perform week in week out. And do you know what? If you don't, we've got a lad here that will come in and actually take the chance. Yeah. So for yeah. me, and, and 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 I'm almost doing the chairman's work from here, mm -hmm. but I'm not taking any fillers. I want genuine contenders. I I only want players that the manager's going to say, do you know what? I've now got a match day squad of 12, not 11, or a match day squad of 13, not 11. Because otherwise there's no point. And, you know, just look at other clubs that are struggling like mad at the minute, you know, and, and they've got a similar issue whereby they, they can get lots of squad fillers, but they can't improve their first 11 for whatever reason. And I think that's really where we are. The chairman's gone to the market and he's found, well, Loftus Cheek, 150 grand a week. And how much? That's the world we're living in. You know, Manchester United can't afford to sign a player from Borussia Dortmund. You know, that's the world we're living in. And, you know, even Arsenal there, you know, there's the only story they've got to give on Sky Sports tonight with Thomas Partey. Yeah. But he's their marquee signing at 45 million quid at the age of 27. And I'm kind of saying it's getting harder and harder to get the genuine real McCoy in. Yeah. But that's what we must keep striving for. And the fear is we'll end up with a couple of donkeys at centre-back because 
Southern will say, well, you need the bodies and I'll just sign this player anyway. But the manager has shown himself to be strong enough to, let's be honest, freeze out Jack Wilshire. Yep. Freeze out Felipe Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's been quite clear where he needs to strengthen a right-footed centre-back. So he's sending signals to certain players, either you're not going to play for me or you need to buck your ideas up if you want to continue playing for me. Yeah. And I maintain that as 100% the right thing to do. The single biggest mistake we've made in this window is offloading Dean Garner. I, re- I really believe that because he's a player that could actually be maybe not in the 11, but might be challenging. Yeah, good option. Good option to bring yeah. on, yeah. And, and so, dare I say it, I'm almost glad we haven't signed anybody, you know, other than Kufal at, at, at you know, the 11th hour last week, because I don't want players coming yeah. in, earning 100 grand a week, that just aren't going to play, and they're never going to play because they're never going to be good enough. And that, that, that's not what we're about, we, surely. You know, you, 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 if you want to progress up the league, we need to we need to strengthen and not just add bodies. And that's where I'm coming from. Talk, talking about the players that have gone pinky, obviously Dan Garner, you, you express your disappointment there. Is, is there anyone else you're sad to see go out of the out of this, you know, eight or nine or ten players we've let go since sort of the end of June? Truthfully, not really. Um, in, in a strange way, I'm pleased for Josh Cullen. Yeah. You know, I said a month or so ago, he needed to get a club. He needed to get a, a contract somewhere where he can play first-team football regularly. He will soon be 25. It would have been lovely for it to have been at West Ham. It really yeah. would. Yeah. But sometimes it's not to be. And do you know what? He's, he's still young enough to go and play some football, have a half-decent career, it just won't be here. So, yeah. but the rest of them, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, yeah. How often did you know Jack Wilshire six six starts in two years, something like that? Yeah, that's it. Six Premier League starts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like in years to come, we'll even have forgotten that he ever was here. Yeah. You know, Felipe Anderson, as I say, long time since he's really done anything. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the others you've got, the you've got Ogetti, Hugh Gill. Roberto and Silva. Uh, none of them have, have troubled the first team at all. So, so are we actually saying? So, hang on. Are we saying here that David Sullivan's had quite a decent window in in terms, at least, of getting rid of Deadwood? No, I'm saying David Moyes has had a really decent window. <laughs> okay. Because what, what David Moyes has done is he's saying, Mr. Chairman, these ones are not going to feature in my plans because they're not good enough. Yep. And by the way, don't bring me one of your Sully specials and saying mm-hmm. give this guy a game because, do you know what? I'm a better judge of a player than you'll ever be because yep. you pay me however many million a year to judge players. And, and I've been doing it for over 900 games as a manager. And hats off to Moyes. I think he's at a storming window. I really do. Okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Rio, do you agree with that, that barring Dean Garner, there's no one that's gone that we're going to miss? That you know, In terms of getting rid of the Deadwood, it's been a successful window? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would like to uh, count the pinkiest things that... Got, uh, sorry, Sullivan hasn't had a good window. 
because yeah. the amount of money that's come off of the wage bill, he'll be wrapped. Yeah. He'll be grasping his hands and rubbing his hands together, thinking, look at the bank balance rocketing up. Yeah, not, not um, just that, but about £28 million worth in, in transfer fees. Obviously, we know that the club doesn't get that all straight away, but it's it's going to be going through the books at some yeah. point over the next three or yeah, four so years. Yeah, so in, in that respect, Sullivan's going to be over the moon. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, other than that, he's absolutely spot on. Josh Cullen, everyone wanted to like, become a success here. Yeah, been, uh, been at the club since he was nine years old, 15 nine years old. But oh. he just hasn't made that final breakthrough. It's a pity yeah. for the lad, but he's made a decent career. He's going to make a decent career himself. He's an Irish international. Yeah. He's got a very well-respected club in Anderlecht, you know. He's got a three-year deal over there. And I, I hope that he makes an absolute bomb of it and rips the Belgian league apart because yeah. Yeah. I really want to see him do well. The rest... Oh, yeah, he, you'll never know what we really had there. Um, he wasn't given a chance. Obviously, the manager didn't fancy him. Hugh Gill, I went, I went to see the friend the other day, and when he scored his, I think, his own, one and only goal for us. Ditto, yeah, I was and, there too that night. Bloody cold, yeah, wasn't it? Bloody freezing. Very, very cold, and I still think he was probably the worst player on the pitch that night. <laughs> yeah, poor sod, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roberto? Yeah, the, Roberto, oh, yeah. Move along, move along. Um, exactly. Silva, we haven't seen anything of, but you know, saying that, I did see him play down the 23s a couple of times. Technically, yeah, he's all right. But yeah. we've seen countless under 23s be technically great, yeah. but the up to the first team is a million miles away from what, from that level, and they're never going to make it. So yeah. I hope he goes into gro- up the Groves to Grace again, flourishes. He might come back a better player. But I really don't see it. Um, Wilshire, yeah. What a great player on his day. Sadly, his day was never in the West Hampshire. Uh, no, it was a long, long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. with Wilshire. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't miss, we ain't miss none of them, really, are we? Let's okay, so, so we're at least we're, we're, we're kind of in agreement that, you know, whoever's responsible, Moyes, Sullivan, whatever, between them, the club's had a decent window in terms of, um, you know, offloading that deadwood. As... as um, Clayton has posted on the YouTube chat. You know, there's still some Deadwood in the in the squad still, which which is fair enough. I, I guess you can't get rid of everything, you know, in one go. But uh, you know, we've we've been crying out for for a while, haven't we, to get rid of some of that and to you know make the the squad a bit slender. But I don't think when we said that any of us were kind of really thinking it would be this this thing. Uh, Rio, we're, we're going to wrap up very soon because we've done it. We've done in an hour, and we said we don't we, we wouldn't go further than that tonight. Um, where are we? Uh, where are we, where are the biggest, most glaring holes in the squad now? Uh, with the transfer window closed or international transfer window closed, anyway, what do we need? For me, we, we still need attacking options, as in strikers. Um, yes, we've got Antonio. Yes, we've got Hannah, but we need someone else to augment them to. Uh, Antonio's notoriously been brittle over the last few years. Uh, he's a hamstring away from putting us in the mire, to be honest. Uh, and Hilaire doesn't quite offer the same robustness and bullish nature that yep. has been such a success over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think we need a left-back as well. Okay. Although Arthur's done incredibly well the last two games in that partnership with Cressel down left-hand side, yep. I'd still want a proper left-back then. Okay. What about midfield? Uh, any concerns about you know lacking in the centre, maybe? Yeah. Uh, again, a more defensive midfield-minded midfielder. But then again, 
as Pinky said, do you want players that are going to come in and be first-team players and not squad fillers? Yeah. In Rice and Suchek, it's the big if, isn't it? If we, if we can keep them fit, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic partnership. One yeah. of them down, we're in trouble. Yeah, you're looking at Mark Noble, I suppose, coming in again. And of course, Mark's been a fantastic servant for the club, but hasn't quite, you know, been the same player um, of, of late. So you, you're going with three. You think we're, we're three short at the moment of a, of a reasonable squad. So you've got a forward, yeah. a left back and a central defensive midfield. What about the centre half? Do we do we need to fill that position or are you happy with the three we've got? I don't think it's a matter of urgency. Um, okay. Because Declan Rice, of course, can drop in there, can't he? If, exactly. if absolutely but, necessary, I suppose. Not that we want. Alvina, Bonner, and uh, Diop. If we're going to play three centre halves, I'm happy with them. Creswell's okay. been doing the, the left hand side at the moment. Yep. yep. Uh, and also Cardo. We've got. I know he's, he's unproven, but Cardo. So it's promising. The young lad who played against uh, was it Charlton in the um, in the League Cup. Oh, Elisa, yeah. He's highly rated. There's a couple of youngsters coming through highly rated, so I don't think the centre-back's the top of my list. OK, all right. So we'll go... I'm not going to ask you about goalkeeper because we've got, I think we've got four goalkeepers in and around the first-team squad. We've got more, as, as I pointed out recently, we've got more goalkeepers, I think, than the natural strikers in the squad, which is unusual. If, but, uh, if you count young Joseph Anang, who's a highly rated as well, it's five. Yeah. Well, we've got... So, yeah, of course, yeah, because we've got Trot as well, haven't we? So Trot, Martin Randolph and Fabianski. Yeah, there's your... Uh, <laughs> there's, your, there's your famous five, I guess. Um, Pinky, three. Do you agree with Rio? Three, a forward, a left back and a central defensive midfield? Or do you think we need, you know, a little bit more elsewhere before January? Oh, I'm not comfortable with the number of centre-backs we've got. Okay. Um, I'm not comfortable with the centre-backs we actually have got. Um, so, you know, Diop, I'm not convinced by at this point in time. And I'd be looking to recruit there to actually really put D up under the cosh and say, if you want to make it, son, prove you're better than this guy we've just signed. Yeah. You know, Rice and Suchek, wonderful combination there. But if one of them is injured, where do we go? And, and that then becomes a problem. And then the elephant in the room, Antonio. Mm. A revelation. Um, you know, playing in that in that uh, striking role. One torn hamstring. I'm not convinced that Haller's going to come in and do what Antonio does. Could um, Jared Bowen go, drop in there? Or is he too lightweight? I think he's too lightweight. I mean, I, 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 nobody likes playing against Antonio. You know, if you're a centre-back yep. and you see this guy running at you, and his shoulders are as broad as my gut, if you know what I mean. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a powerful guy. Yep. He's a motivated guy, and he works, he works hard. Um, I think you'd rather be facing Bowen, if you know yep. what I mean, if you're a centre-back. Yep. And so, so for me, it's, you know, I keep coming back to this, that spine of the team. Yep. Always look to strengthen, always look to upgrade. And every single window... I would be looking to upgrade part of that spine every single window without fail. Because that's the fundamentals of football, is you have a strong spine, you'll be okay. Um, and overall, 
I think it's an okay window in the sense we're moving players out that, that aren't going to feature. Yeah. The manager hasn't suffered the indignity of being told he's got to have player A, B, or C that he doesn't really want. Yep. But I keep coming back to it. What are we trying to achieve as a football club? Yeah, we have more than enough in our current squad, as light as it is, to finish, in my view, mid-table in this season's Premier League. Because let's be honest, West Bromwich Albion aren't going to trouble the scorers. Fulham aren't going to trouble the scorers. Yeah, I very much doubt Crystal Palace will do much. Southampton. You know, so, so the seven or eight clubs, you could say, yeah, you'd be pretty confident that we're going to finish above them. Hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt me. But is that what it's about? Being the best of the rest? Yeah, yeah. And and but I keep coming back to it. Did we move to be the best of the rest or did we move to compete with the best? Because mm-hmm. we were told we were going to compete with the best. That was the whole point of it. The next level. And here we are. We've spent next to nothing this window. Probably the longest window in history. Mm-hmm. You know, the chairman needs to pull a rabbit out of the hat at some point, either in January or next summer. Um, but I'm just not sure he's got the ambition to. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't have the financial resources to. And I'm afraid we are locked into this rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. OK, uh, thank you, Pinky. Thank you, Rio, for joining me for this transfer deadline day special. Uh, not being most productive in terms of players coming in. We've seen a whole host of players linked with a move to West Ham in the last few weeks. We've ended up with one uh, player, two if you count uh, Suchek, who technically was a 2019-20 purchase. Uh, Kufel, the only one who's come in since the uh, start of the transfer window anyway, on a permanent basis. Several players going out, lots of money saved. Um, on the, on the, you know, as, as, as the guys have said there, on, on the positive side, a lot of Deadwood, uh, has been shipped out from the squad, so we're. But we're, you know, it does leave us as. I, I think we're all in agreement, not just us guys, but all you guys on the who have kindly joined us tonight on the on the, our YouTube channel. In that West Ham are a very very thin squad now, and I think we we kind of all sort of agree to to an extent that uh, David Sullivan is taking a bit of a gamble that we can get through the next twelve or thirteen games without too many issues, and uh, see what happens again in January. Uh, that is just about it for tonight. We've done a, a very quick hour. I did say we wouldn't be any longer. The guys here have got to get up early in the morning, go to work. Uh, my commute is just coming down the stairs, very, very fortunately. But uh, thank you to everyone uh, for joining us. Just a, a, a few comments that you've made before we go. Um, uh, Mark English says, uh, maybe we should have asked Tamori if he was interested before beginning negotiations, talking about that uh, mooted loan today for the Chelsea Reserve. And uh, Clayton says he couldn't agree less uh, with our um, predictions there for the season, saying that uh, we will be in a relegation battle if we get one or two injuries to key players. And I guess that's the key, isn't it? We've all, you know, Pinky said there, Rio also, that it's absolutely essential that my, uh, Mikhail Antonio stays fit. We, we were going to, actually, fellas, we were going to have a look at the record books, weren't we, the other day and see what his longest spell is without being injured at West Ham. So perhaps we can do that for the for the next time we go on air, but I'm, I'm fairly certain he hasn't been through a whole season, has he, without being injured anyway. So we need to keep our fingers and everything crossed there as far as uh, uh, Mikhail goes. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's about it, really. Uh, 
for, for, for tonight. So thank you for joining us. Um, do come on to the KUMB.com forum. Let us know what you think of the transfer window. Anything else regarding West Ham United? Uh, we shall be back very soon. There is, of course, no game this weekend. So we might resurrect the uh, KUMB Mod Pod, I think, this weekend. I think we got up to episode 11. And because we've been running with two games every week, we haven't really had the opportunity to do that or at least leave ourselves with anything to cover that we haven't done in the Eyes Up Mother Brown show. So perhaps we'll come back uh, this weekend for a sort of uh, transfer window review and see if anything else has happened by then. But uh, that is it for tonight. Uh, thank you, as I say, for joining us tonight on the stream. Thank you to Rio. Thank you to the Pink Palermo. We shall see you all again very soon. And come on, you irons. And please go to bed. <laughs>